0: It's a special crossover Thursday edition of the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast, where I am teaming up with Jacob Rood from Locked on Hoosiers for today's episode, talking all things Penn State, Indiana. Let's go ahead and get started. You are Locked on Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? It is a crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am Kevin McGuire from Locked On Nittany Lines, teaming up today with my man Jacob Rood, host of the Locked On Hoosiers podcast, because, Jacob, we've got a Penn State-Indiana game coming up this weekend. And I don't know about you, but I have never looked more forward to a Penn State-Indiana game, I think, in my lifetime. There's a little bit of a revenge factor going on in it, but
1: first <laughs> of all, hey, how's it going, Jacob? What's going on? hey i'm doing good i don't know that i can share the same sentiment i don't know that i've uh i'm necessarily looking forward to this game but uh i'm doing good it's it's still a a fun time to have a good iu football team so i won't take it for granted
0: are they a good iu football team though i think that's the biggest question i've got going in we might as well just get it out of the way indiana of course coming into penn state this weekend penn state's 4-0 indiana's two and two Granted, Indiana has played a couple of really tough opponents, uh, Iowa and Cincinnati. I don't think there's any shame in losing to those teams, but give me a sense of what your read for Indiana is just coming into this weekend.
1: Yeah, it's been a weird season. Uh, It's been very up and down in the sense that the defense has been up and the offense has been down mostly. And then uh, last week against Western Kentucky, it was a complete – Role reversal was the best offensive game of the year for uh, Michael Penix and the defense. I don't really know what happened. (laughs) Western Kentucky kind of diced them up. So I don't know. It's it's been it's I don't want to say disappointing, but to some degree it has been. It's been a brutal schedule. Love being in the Big Ten East, just getting all these brutal games. But uh, yeah, it's been a brutal start to the season so far that's. Kind of deflated things a little bit, but we'll see. We'll see how the excitement goes. I'm pretty excited in general for Big Ten play to get back underway because now it feels like the season's kind of really starting.
0: Yeah, it is nice. Uh, Obviously, both teams have a Big Ten game under their belts already. Penn State with a game against Wisconsin in Week 1. I just mentioned Indiana versus Iowa already. But now, after going through the non-conference portion of the schedules, you get back into the Big Ten gauntlet. And, you know, Jacob, I think as we're looking at this entire Big East, Big Ten East, pardon me for saying Big East, I don't know if I've got basketball in my mind, but (laughs) we're old school Big East. But uh, I do think that it's very interesting to see just where things are right now as these teams are going back into division play, conference play for pretty much the rest of the season. Uh, obviously this division looks like it is pretty open right now. I wonder, you know, do you feel like Indiana has got a chance to make some moves here going forward because Ohio State has looked vulnerable? You know, Penn State's off to a, a good start, but not without their own imperfections. Michigan, the same thing. And Michigan State's looked pretty good too. But th- this division is going to be pretty competitive, I think, the rest of the way.
1: Yeah, even Rutgers looked pretty decent this yeah. season. They took uh I saw them take Michigan kind of to the wire there. Um I I didn't expect it to look this good. Uh I I definitely thought IU was gonna be up there. Uh I didn't know if they'd compete with Ohio State, but I thought they'd be there with Penn State um and, and compete kind of on that tier and everything's kind of flipped around. I didn't expect Michigan State and Michigan to look this good this early on, uh especially after Kind of how down they were last year so uh it went from <laughs> me thinking IU you could compete near the top to i think i you probably is technically at the bottom of the division right now at two and two
0: yeah obviously uh you know like i said Indiana's taken a couple losses so it, it would stand a reason with so many other teams having some good starts to this season uh you know, indiana would be a little bit down on the pecking order another team to throw out there in this division is maryland Maryland's yeah. got a big game Friday night against the Iowa Hawkeyes. I know Andrew Wade over at Locked On Hawkeyes is going to be all over that game, uh, eating his built bars and everything because he's got a whole stash of them. But <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that in particular for me because you know Penn State's going to play at Iowa next week. So it's kind of doing a little early scouting, but obviously I don't think Penn State is nearly in a position where they can look past Indiana, probably more so just because of what happened last season. We all know how that game played out. Uh, You know, a revenge factor situation, Penn State playing at home. Uh, This is a game, it's very rare. I said this the other day. It's very rare that Penn State fans or Penn State players are probably mentally circling an Indiana game on the schedule. No disrespect to the Hoosiers, but history has shown that Penn State has had the, the lopsided edge in this series. Then last year happens. And there's still some bitterness, I think, from the Penn State side of things, you know, feeling like they got robbed a little bit. I'm not going to rehash that with you, Jacob, because I don't want to get into <laughs> I'd it. I'd love to. to. <laughs> <laughs> but I, well, well, look, this is our first time doing a crossover. So let me hear. Was Michael in? Oh, yeah. Easily. Uh, of they, course. They, they, <laughs> they ruled
1: him in, didn't
0: they? <laughs> <laughs> I. You know what? I think the official ruling was the play stands which means it that there was, was no I, I, <laughs> I watched it today it
1: was the play stands it doesn't matter we we won we don't have, we don't have to look back at it. Look,
0: there, I, it, it it
1: it was very much a play I will say that if they had said he wasn't in it would have stood as well but I mean luck was on our side that night I'm sure you guys hate it but we love it
0: you know what? I have turned the page um, because Penn State lost the next four games, so I just kind of moved on and just was focusing <laughs> on 2021 pretty quickly. Uh, but I I will agree with you. I do think that that's one of those plays where, and, and I've said this even last year. I felt like if the, the the call had gone Penn State's way after a video replay, I don't think there was a definitive video replay one way or the other. Obviously, Indiana fans yeah. will say one thing, Penn State fans will say the other thing. But I think if we're being honest. Whichever way that was called, when it went to video replay, there was nothing that was going to overturn it. So hey, kudos to Indiana. Had a really good season last year, uh, and deserved it. And I've said before, I think Indiana deserved a much better bowl game than they ended up getting. Um, but I'm not gonna rehash the bowl season either because <laughs> Penn State wasn't even it. But you know what? This is a new year, and things uh certainly trending a lot better for Penn State at the start of the season. Indiana has certainly had their struggles. So I think coming into this weekend's game. There's a little bit of a statement game opportunity, right, for both teams because Penn State is looking to you know, avenge last year's loss against a team that got their season started off on completely the wrong foot. And then there's Indiana, who's, I think, coming into this Beaver Stadium this weekend, which is supposed to be striped out and, you know, primetime atmosphere. It's a pretty electric atmosphere. I'm very curious to see what the atmosphere is going to be like for Indiana compared to a couple of weeks ago against Auburn and what they typically get against Michigan or Ohio State. Uh, but I do think that under the lights i think the fans will be ready for this one but i'm kind of curious i don't, don't even know where i was going with this now i kind of lost my train of thought but it, you know <laughs> kind of a statement game opportunity right so uh, i'm kind of curious does indiana view this game as the potential turning point for their season after having already lost two games
1: yeah at some point <laughs> you would hope that there would be a, a turning point it act it felt Ironically, even with how close the the game was, it felt in some ways last week was a turning point, at least for the team offensively, because they struggled mightily through really the first three games. They didn't. The offense didn't have to do a lot in that Idaho blowout. Uh, special teams and defense kind of carried them. So uh, it's it was a turning point for him offensively. It's it, it was always this game was th- the way the season started with Iowa a break, Cincinnati a break. Uh, Penn State to break this was always kind of the final one of those really tough games to uh, to start the season and the hope was that the Hoosiers would be able to take one of them Uh, they're down to only one left so this one has certainly been kind of eyeballed a bit it seemed like it was going to set up a trap game for Western Kentucky last week they survived that so hopefully I this is definitely a statement type of game hopefully that they will be able to bring it on saturday because based on their performances against or the last two times they played a ranked team they struggled through good chunks of that game and they can't afford to do that saturday
0: no i'm one of the reasons i'm looking forward to this game is i do think it's going to be a competitive game and i think it's a game where your know, fans of both teams might be sweating a little bit at the end of the game, right? It could be a little tense. And, you know, when you, when you start to sweat, you kind of feel embarrassed about your your self-presence, right? So what could you possibly do to slow down some of that sweating habit that you have? Boy, do I have the product for you.
1: Uh, it is Sweat Block Antiperspirant Wipes, as uh, he is show- Kevin is showing on screen right now. Uh, they are... Doctor created, doctor recommended Uh, for the Locked on Nittany Lions listeners. I was I was in L.A. It's really hot there. I used them. I can recommend them. Uh, They have a dry shirt guarantee where if you guys if it doesn't keep you guys uh, dry, you can get your money back. Uh, It's been a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. Simply before bed, just apply it. Go to sleep. Wake up the next morning. Shower. You're all set uh lasts up to seven days. If it's something that you guys are interested in, head on over to sweatblock.com. Use promo code locked on for 20% off. Uh, that is sweatblock.com 20% off with promo code locked on.
0: So, Jacob Rude from Locked On Hoosiers. I'm Kevin McGuire from Locked On Nittany Lions. Thank you so much for making us a part of your first listen of the day. Uh, Check out all the other great content across the Locked On Podcast Network because we've got a lot of the Big Ten covered. And of course, today we're focusing all of our energy on Penn State and Indiana, which is going to be a lot of fun because we've got some good players coming into this game. Obviously, uh, Penn State is uh, led by quarterback Sean Clifford, who's off to a much more confident start this season than he was a year ago. Uh, That Indiana game last year, just saw him make so many bad mistakes, and that was an early trend for him. He's not making those mistakes this year. He's got Jahad Dotson at wide receiver, who was already coming back as one of the best wide receivers in the Big Ten. And then the emergence of Parker Washington as a nice little speedy secondary receiver, actually led Penn State in receiving last week against Villanova, granted, but still we're seeing some good development at the wide receiver position. Jacob, what's the story on the other side of the field here? Because Indiana, their their offense, obviously, it seems like it's been a little bit of a roller coaster of emotion. So what can you guys tell or what can you tell my listeners at Locked on Nittany Lions a little bit about what to expect out of the Hoosiers this weekend?
1: Yeah, I mean, kind of looking at this game, I think it'll be a, an interesting battle between quarterbacks because you mentioned Clifford obviously is in a uh a groove right now i was blown away by the stat that he was the first player to throw for 400 yards in america
0: uh ooh. oh oh in america yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I, I missed that say, one
1: yeah i was gonna say i looked it up i saw somebody mention it and i thought it was a joke and i looked it up uh i know hackenberg did it in
0: i think ireland was it uh yeah he was he was the second yeah yeah I, I think i put that stat out there now that i'm mentioning it <laughs> i don't know what, yeah he, he's the first penn state quarterback to throw for 400 yards on American soil. yeah. Second quarterback in program history. Christian Hackenberg did it in Ireland against UCF a few years back.
1: Yeah, that blew my mind uh, reading that stat. So he's obviously in a groove right now. Pinnock's, on the other hand, has really struggled. I think a lot of the the reasons the team has struggled this year overall, especially offensively, was because we probably didn't account enough for how long it was going to take him to come back from injury. Uh, he had his season ended early uh, against Maryland last season with a torn ACL. It was the second time he had torn the ACL. And while he practiced and everything leading into the season, you just can't really replicate in-game action or anything like that. So uh, he, he struggled a lot against Iowa, like a lot, a lot. And uh, he's progressively gotten better and better. Last week was the best he had looked. Uh, but he'll he'll have some familiar targets to throw at Ty Freifogel was around last season Uh, Peyton Hendershot has been around for a while he struggled last season but is he's already surpassed his yardage from last season this season Uh, and then there's some new faces as well Stephen Carr was a a transfer from USC uh, in the backfield to replace Stevie Scott he's been really good behind a a not great offensive line this season. Uh, And then the rest of the receiving core is going to be interesting because we had DJ Matthews, who was another transfer, who had probably been our best offensive player leading into last week's game, but tore his ACL early on in that game fielding a punt. So there's a lot of questions about how how IU is going to fill that hole now. but. Offensively, there's a lot of familiar names with um, guys like Carr stepping in there. I, he's been really good for this team in spots, and I think if uh, if IU has success running the ball, it's usually because he breaks tackles because his offensive line has struggled. But he can make guys miss. He's been good in the or in the passing game, well. So uh, a lot of familiar, and I guess a mix of new faces offensively.
0: I think one of the things that we can also take a look at is the coaching matchup, you know, James Franklin, um, again, once again, uh, popping up in that rumor mill uh, as far as could he potentially leave for USC. I know Indiana has gone through a little bit of a similar experience, at least to some degree with Tom Allen, maybe uh, in the last round of the coaching carousel or maybe the last two, I forget, but um, you know, what is the uh, the job outlook like for Tom Allen with Indiana right now? Is there any speculation that he could potentially leave at some point, or is he pretty much locked in with Indiana?
1: Yeah, there's a couple things that basically have him locked in. Uh, one, his buyout is like astronomical right now. I can't remember the exact amount. It was it's around thirty million. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot it of is, money. It's an insane amount of money. Uh, But the second thing is he's an Indiana guy. He's from Indiana. He's from a small town um, in Indiana. So there hasn't really been a ton of rumors. I would say largely because of that $30 million buyout. Uh, That would probably do it. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say there hasn't been a ton of rumors lately. Uh, I don't know when that buyout will slowly decrease over time. Uh, But the fact that he kind of agreed to that deal means that he really wants to be here. So, so far, there hasn't been a whole lot of rumors about him leaving. And considering how much he's turned this program around, he has as much goodwill as anybody in at Indiana University right now. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon.
0: That's good to hear because I like when a coach uh, finds a home for himself and kind of builds something up because, you know, watching Indiana from a little bit of afar, from my point of view over the years, you know, I saw Indiana was certainly – trending in a good direction just couldn't get over that final hurdle for a a few years there finally obviously did it uh, and you know looks to continue kind of setting the bar high again I know they're off to a, a 500 start so far this season maybe they take a loss this weekend we'll see but I still feel like overall as a program Indiana's come a far way from the Indiana of old so kudos to Tom Allen I don't know if he gets enough credit nationally for the job he's been doing. I think he got a lot last year, obviously. Uh, But I think, you know, just taking everything into account during his run there as a head coach, I think it's to be commended. So I hope that he stays there because I think he is, he has made Indiana a team that nobody in this division wants to play. Uh, And I think that that speaks volumes when you talk about Indiana football as a whole.
1: Yeah. And it, it's kind of telling of how much he's turned the program around that there really hasn't been any talks about, whether we make the a bowl game or not, which for so long was simply how we determined if it was a successful season. Now it's a matter of is seven and five actually successful considering the expectations. So I used kind of made that small leap from bowl games being successful to bowl games kind of being the standard. So I guess the next leap is competing with those top teams. But I mean, just getting over that hurdle, like you said, was the biggest challenge. Uh, and they did it in multiple ways last season with against multiple teams. So it was a big year. It, uh, it hopefully will continue in some way this year. But like we said earlier, the Big Ten East uh, is a bit of a gauntlet.
0: Yeah, I think there's a very good chance that this division could beat itself up a little bit. And maybe that costs the Big Ten as a whole. We'll see down the line. But one thing I do know is that if you're going to be going to the game this weekend, you're probably thinking about putting your tailgate together. I always say the most important part of your tailgate is just getting there. So if you need anything for your car or your truck, or even if you're taking your RV out to Happy Valley this weekend, make sure you've got all the parts you need. Right now, by going to Rock Auto, .com. They're family business. They've been in business for 20 years, serving customers all their auto parts supplies needs with the most stress-free online purchasing process. Look, Jacob, I don't know about you, but I hate buying anything for a car. I hate going to a store and trying to find what I need for a car. I hate sitting in the aisle and looking at the cross-reference guides to find the exact <laughs> model number of anything I need. I don't have to do that with Rock Auto because I just go to rockauto.com enter the make a model of my car and it brings up their entire catalog of everything they have available for me and they're also going to give you some of the best prices they can it doesn't matter if you're a car expert or car novice like me uh they will t- treat you like family and that's what a family business does so go to rockauto.com today see all the parts for your car or your truck or again your rv whatever you're driving out to happy valley this weekend or whatever college football game you may be attending and see all the parts that are available for you amazing selection Reliably low prices, all the parts you're ever going to need at rockauto.com. Jacob, we already mentioned that Penn State is a little bit of a favorite this weekend. According to our friends over at betonline.ag, I'm seeing that Penn State is minus 12 and a half this weekend against the Hoosiers. We're going to share some of our official picks, I think, later on in this episode. But you know, when you see that line on betonline.ag, what are your thoughts?
1: Don't tell anyone on Locked on Hoosiers this, but I would be leaning towards betting on Penn State, I think.
0: (laughs) Very interesting little tease for what we're going to be talking about in a second. But first, of course, everybody, if you want to get involved with some bets this weekend, uh, best place to do that is with betonline.ag. They've got all the odds. They've got all the props. You've got over-unders. I'm looking at the over-under for Penn State in Indiana right now. It's actually set at 53 and a half. I don't know about you Jacob, but I'm kind of liking that under right now.
1: Yeah, that's uh I use defense has been its mainstay. So 53 and a half seems a little high with uh especially with how I use playing offensively as well. They don't score enough typically to get to that number.
0: No, that's a lot of points to ask for. So again, we'll share some of our picks a little bit later. But uh, it sounds like we're both taking the under and we may be leaning with Penn State covering the spread. But if you want to place your bets right now, go to betonline.ag, sign up for an account. It's totally free to do so. Then when you put your initial deposit in there, make sure you use the promo code NFL100 and they're going to give you a 100% welcome bonus on top of that first deposit. Jacob, I don't know about you, but I like free money. And if somebody's going to put free money in my account to make some bets, this weekend i'm all for it so go to betonline.ag sign up for the account use the promo code nfl 100 i'm gonna give you a 100 welcome bonus and that is why bet online are your online sports book experts all right jacob let's wipe the slate clean all right penn state indiana i just mentioned the point spread just mentioned the over under we've already kind of tipped our hand here on where we're going with this weekend but before we share any official predictions what are your expectations for what we're going to see saturday night
1: yeah, I mean, at times this season, I, I mentioned last week, Indiana's offense looked really good. They haven't really been able to put together a game where their offense and their defense both look really good. So my hope is that they're able to finally put that together. They they're absolutely going to need to do that uh, if they're going to hang with Penn State this weekend. Um, the defense outside of that game against Western Kentucky has been really good. They had. Cincinnati and Desmond Ritter on the ropes for half that game until a targeting uh, ejection led to our All American linebacker, Mike McFadden, being ejected. Um, That just changed the whole scope of that game. So if they're able to stay healthy, stay on the field, I have some optimism, but it's going to take, it's basically going to take something that I haven't seen the Hoosiers do yet this season to win this game so because of that it's hard to to be too optimistic about the game
0: how many points do you think Indiana has to score to get out of this game with a win
1: uh, i would say 30 is kind of the number i'm looking at maybe a little bit wow. lower than that i i it's going to be interesting i i i think that they could be able to do it i would say somewhere around 27, 30, somewhere around there is probably the number that I would imagine.
0: That's probably a good number, I think, if you're Indiana. So how many points do you think that Penn State needs to score to get a win? Because I think the number might be lower than the point that Indiana is probably going to need. Because I think that Penn State's defense is going to be pretty locked in on this one.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would say that number is going to be mid-20s, 24 27 is probably on the high side. Uh, 24 somewhere right around there is probably the number because uh, this offense has just struggled so much, uh, especially blocking, pass blocking, they've really struggled with um, this season. So unless they are able to kind of fix those issues, even for as good as they looked last week, they still didn't block particularly well. And that's something you're absolutely going to have to do against Penn State and any Big Ten team.
0: Yeah, I think uh, the biggest weaknesses for Penn State are running the football right now and stopping the run. Everything else seems to be good enough uh, to, to win most of the games or at least be competitive in just about every game that they're going to play this season. And I think that that's going to continue against Indiana. I don't know if Penn State can get the running game going, but I don't know if they're going to need it this weekend because I think they'll have enough of those big plays that they've been getting through the air. And I've said all along, Sean Clifford's going to take some chances down the field, with Jaha Dotson parker washington they may not connect on all of them but they don't necessarily have to so i'm kind of with you i I think that if indiana is going to win this game they need to get into a higher scoring game they need to hit that over (laughs) as far as that game total is concerned i don't think they can win this game if it goes under i happen to think this game is going under i've said before i'll say it one more time my official score prediction for this game i don't know if you want to share one either but my official score prediction for this game is penn state 31 indiana 17 so I've got Penn State covering, but I will say this. I think it's much more competitive than that would indicate. I think this is a game where, you know, Penn State kind of holds Indiana just slightly at arm's length and then maybe gets a late score or something to kind of pad that lead a little bit and get that to cover. But I think this is going to be a very competitive game from start to finish.
1: We didn't share our predictions beforehand, but I literally wrote thirty-one seventeen down on a piece of paper.
0: Same wavelength, my friend. Same way that we we have never done a crossover before. This is our first time actually working together, and we are on the same wavelength. That
1: is incredible. <laughs> uh, it, one of the matchups I'm most interested in watching that you mentioned, Dotson against Taiwan Mullen for IU. He he's one of the other All Americans we have. Uh, out wide on cornerback. He hasn't had kind of a top receiver to go up against yet this season. There's certainly quite a few of them in the Big Ten, especially at Ohio State. But this will be kind of his first big test in that regard this season. He's been one of IU's best players overall. And on the defensive end, he was the highest graded player by Pro Football Focus in last week's win. Uh, So I'm really interested to see. uh, There is hardly going to be better up for him or a tougher matchup I should say for him than Dotson this weekend
0: it's going to be very fun it's going to be very entertaining big game in the Big Ten East as we get the month of October started it's my personal favorite month for college football because we get into conference play and the games start to mean a little bit more we get a little bit closer to what could potentially happen in the postseason so lots of fun things are going to happen especially in this big 10 east and i know you're going to be covering all things indiana the rest of the way on locked on hoosiers i'll be over on locked on nittany lines doing our thing of course there's always locked on big 10 if you want to get all your uh, big 10 coverage uh we both get a chance to go on there every now and then so uh Jacob, this was a blast. I really look forward to working together with you on this crossover. I'm glad we finally got a chance to do so. Uh, I guess uh, you want to remind anybody how they can get in touch with you. Anything you got going on or anything else you should mention before we close this up?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you hit all the bullets. It's just at Jacob Root on Twitter. Locked on Hoosiers, wherever you guys want to listen to it at. I would say best of luck, but maybe worst of luck on Saturday. Best of luck the rest of the season.
0: That's fair enough, Jacob. I I understand it. That's perfectly fine. Good sportsmanship and everything. Uh, For Jacob, I thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers or Locked on Nittany Lions your first listen of the day. If you want your second listen of the day, hop on over to Locked on Bets podcast. Your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling, as I hit my microphone, they're giving you all their uh, daily picks and uh, blowout specials. They've got the wrong team favorite pick, which is my personal favorite. I'm very curious to see if they're going to mention Penn State, Indiana this weekend. I think primetime game, it could float on the radar. Uh, we'll have to check it Mm -hmm. out and see what they have to say of course you can get that on the odyssey app wherever you get your podcast it's brought to you by our friends over uh, at betonline.ag again you can get locked on hoosiers locked on nittany lions on audible yeah you guys can actually i meant to say odyssey but you can't get it on audible (laughs) it's on (laughs) every podcasting platform every podcasting platform out there we've got you covered uh i know we're also on youtube too so go check us out over there and uh jacob we'll uh, talk to you again hopefully soon uh we'll see when they cross the paths may cross again but it was a pleasure getting a chance to talk to you uh again best of luck this weekend i think you're going to need it yeah i think we will too thanks man all right take it easy guys thank you guys for listening we'll all talk to you later
1: bye